is a lot that we can do to coach our managers and team members to have successful strength-based performance conversations and to create a real and lasting positive impact. So join us for this coaching cafe where we will share how the strength-based approach really works for the annual performance conversation. Once again, it's a very big welcome to you. Uh, Everyone who's joining us on the line or listening to us, uh, wherever you might be listening to us, on your favourite streaming service, welcome back. It's Natalie Ashdown from the Open Door Coaching Group, joined with our wonderful HR specialist, resident HR specialist, Paula Jones-Hunt. Good afternoon to you. Uh, Still good morning for me in Perth, but thank (laughs) you and, and thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to everyone wherever you might be listening to this in your time zone. We're we're looking at the strengths-based approach to performance conversations today. I'm really energized by this conversation. Can't wait to get into it with you all. Before I begin, let me acknowledge the traditional owners on the lands on which we're meeting today, their continuing connection to the land, borders and communities of Australia and all of our international guests. We extend our welcome to you Uh, past, present and emerging elders from whatever community internationally that you are joining us from. Well, Paula, today we're talking about what do we mean by strengths. Now, I'm looking at all the people on the line. There's a lot of the Open Door Coaching alumni, great coaches on the line. So you will have heard uh, some of this conversation before, but I think it's a really good reminder, actually. We are in annual performance conversations season, so what a great opportunity to talk about what do we mean by strengths, why are strengths important during performance management conversations, and of course, let's generate some questions, let's generate some coaching ideas together. I want to show you some of the research. A lot of you will have seen it before. But uh, having said that, it's good to remind us, as I said, so that we can start generating questions that are strengths-based questions during our performance conversations. So um, as we always say, if you are new to this community, welcome. We come together at this time every Friday. We have the podcast available to you that you might be listening to. We are about creating shared learning experience, having thought-provoking conversations, uh, we, the way that you can interact with us is via the chat box. Um, and of course, we love to pick up everyone's experience with the open door coaching alumni on the line. So please, uh, join us and, uh, and add those comments as you feel free. And of course, if you are here for your ICF CCUs, yes, they are available at the end of the session. So with that in mind, I think we probably should talk about what do we mean by strengths. It can be quite misunderstood in the workplace. And sometimes I worry that people think, oh, you know, this is a bit airy-fairy. Oh, why don't we, why are we talking about strengths? What happened to weaknesses? You know, we can't just all focus on, on the good things. But it's really important, I think, to get that definition going. And when we talk about strengths, we're talking about the characteristics or attributes that energize us in the workplace um, and enable us to achieve high performance. So an important conversation to have at this time of the year when we're entering into and we're doing those performance conversations, we really need to be talking about those things that energize the person that enable high performance. And Paula, here we distinguish between job competency because we all know There'll be parts of our job that don't particularly energise us, but we still have to do, we still have to get on with. 
what we're really trying to aim in terms of high performance is around what's going to really spark that motivation uh, and what a good conversation to have during performance conversations. Yeah, and I think it is a really good distinction because um, people can be very competent at doing things, but it does not bring them great joy. Um, and so it's we're not talking about about what are you competently able to perform. It's more about what energizes you and gets you excited and really drives the goals that you're you're working towards. Um, and yes, for lots of us, there's parts of our jobs that we just get done because getting done means that. But it, but you wouldn't want to be doing those things all the time. That wouldn't want to be what's driving you moving forward. They're just the things that you need to get done done for your job, and you're very good at them. That's great. But when we talk about strengths, it's then about how do we utilize those areas that really energize you and bring you um, engagement and enthusiasm. Um, to move move forward with your goals. Yeah, and we will talk about that more. Thank you for bringing it up because as you're talking, I'm thinking about uh, people in their job competency during this time of the year as well, particularly meeting expectations. So you're meeting expectations, you're doing your job, you're doing it really well. But if we really want to drive high performance in the workplace, we need to be linking that through to strengths. So I, I'm always keen to show people the, the following graphs um, because these were the graphs that actually got us interested originally. And for those people that are listening online, you can pick up the, the visuals that I am showing on our blog uh, over the next couple of days. But really, there's been research throughout the years. This one goes back to almost 20 years, actually, talking about the impact of a formal, uh, impact of a formal performance review on employee performance. It is my favorite graph because it's the one that got me interested in strengths. And for those of you that can't see the visual, basically what it says is if we only focus on performance weaknesses during an, a performance review, we can expect a 26.8% decrease in performance. So the change in performance is a decrease in performance because we've only focused on performance weaknesses. We're only focusing on what the person hasn't done, that they haven't met expectations. Now, we will come back to that. We do have to focus on, on whether they've met expectations, whether people have achieved their goals, whether they have met their KPIs during these performance conversations. But as we've talked about over and over over the past four weeks, this is not the only time that we're going to be having conversations. So the annual performance review is a summary of everything that's been happening as opposed to the first time that we hear that we haven't met expectations and you're only focusing on my weaknesses. 26.8%, I could guarantee it's going to be higher and those people are going to be looking for a new job as opposed to that 36.5% uplift in performance if the annual performance conversation, if performance reviews are focused on strengths. Paula, we've seen this happen um, across the workforce. Um, and, uh, you know, I sometimes I hear people that they might be a bit sceptical about this. So what do you kind of say to the sceptics? I want to say, well, the research, you know, the research speaks for itself. Um, but I want to show you these further graphs as well that you might be able to talk to as well. Yeah, and I think you raise a really good point um, too around what happens after the performance review. 
We know from statistics that a person's relationship with their manager is one of the one of the key reasons for people to stay or leave an organization. So if you were already feeling trepidatious and you head into your performance review and you come out of that conversation feeling dejected and like you put, like nothing's going right, you, people are more likely to leave at that point. So the ability for managers to have great performance conversations can be directly linked to engagement and um, attrition and, and all of those lovely HR things that we love so much. Um, and, and, the, and, your, and the conversation should be a summary of, of what's gone on for the past 12 months and being connected in with. And who, in the, who, who sitting on our line today or listening to this wants to go into a conversation where the focus is on maybe even minute areas where you're not doing so great rather than really celebrating this, the strengths that you've brought to the organisation and the role and really talking about what do we do with that now and how do we move that forward. I know which conversation I would much rather be in. Yeah, absolutely. And we've shared, um, it's great that you mentioned that in terms of conversations, because we've shared over the last couple of weeks, the, the, the coaching models that we use here, you know, what are you proud of? What have you achieved? Uh, what, where have you experienced challenges? But tell us how you've overcome those challenges. Let's recap and review that. And then recap and review how you might be moving forward. What would you like to do for continuous improvement? How would you like to work that into your development plan? over the next 12 months. So all of those great coaching uh, questions come out during this time. Uh, and it does give us that uplift in performance that we're looking for over the long term, uh, an, up, an increase in engagement, an increase in productivity. Uh, you can see the numbers on our website, but, you know, just just because we have them there on the graph. A lot of you have seen this graph before. I go back to the Gallup research of a 73% uplift, uh, 36% uplift in productivity, an increased engagement, 11% reduction in absenteeism. The statistics and the research really support coaching and the strengths-based approach. And I can see people are jumping here on the chat. Thank you, Ian. Wonderful to have you uh, join us as always. Um, says maybe we need to change the language. Maybe it shouldn't be a performance review. Maybe it should be a goal review. I like that. Let's do our annual goal review. Let's let's do our annual review of our goals, um, annual review of an annual plan uh, to review where we're going to move forward. So it's it's a great um, reframe. And what I like about that is it's really quite a growth mindset approach to things as opposed to a fixed mindset, what you have or haven't done, what's possible. Um, Ignacio, thank you for jumping in. He says, what a great way to encourage team members to con continue what they do well um, it starts with positive, the positive approach um, first, and it does. It, it's encouraging them to identify what they're doing well uh, and to continue that for sure. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people saying uh, they're resonating with what you're saying here. Uh, <laughs> Marissa says you took the words right out of my brain, Nat. Yes, I'm channeling you there, Marissa. Uh, hashtag growth mindset. Yeah, so that that mindset about um, about uh, accountability, responsibility, what's possible, continuous improvement. Um, we are not just skipping through the daisies and strumming guitars here. Uh, we really are talking about uh, actual research. That means that. Uh, actual research that supports uh, the strengths-based approach to these conversations, 
29% increase in profit for organisations that have embraced this kind of approach. And we have seen it. You've heard me use lots of examples where we actually have seen uh, the increases. So that's why it's so important. Let's talk about, a lot of you on the line have seen this, how we're identifying strengths. We use the strengths-based profile. Uh, so there are profiles that are available. There are other profiles available out there. Um, they are for free as well. So you don't have to necessarily spend a lot of money. We use StrengthScope. We've been using it for many, many years now. Uh, and it is thinking about the different strengths, giving you a visual and a graphic about where you are, where you are strong in terms of your relational strengths, your emotional strengths, your executional strengths and thinking strengths as well. So you can identify strengths um, by profiling people, as a lot of you have seen. But what I'm more interested in is the coaching questions. Um, and so, so I mean, the obvious thing, Paula, is when we're talking in this space about a strengths-based approach to performance conversations, we have already shared a lot of the questions, but but one of the questions that comes back to the basics is what particularly energizes you about your role? You're listening to the Open Door Coaching Coaching Cafe podcast. And for more information on programs run by Open Door Coaching, head to our website at opendoorcoaching.com.au. Now back to the podcast. Oh, what other kind of questions are you thinking about, Paula? And I throw this out to our amazing alumni. Um, there's lots of you on the line today, which is fantastic. Come on, jump into the chat and let's generate these questions. What questions are we going to ask that really bring out this this um, this idea during our conversations? Yeah, I think I'm going to take the growth mindset approach on this one, Marissa. And 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 if we we we're not skipping three daisies and we do want to talk about things what what about the question about what area would you like to see the most growth in over the next 12 months what area have you seen the most growth in yourself over the past 12 months um so if if we started from there you've got they're great questions that look at the back and the forward that says where have you had the most amount of growth yeah, absolutely. And here come the questions from our alumni. Thank you so much for jumping in. So what drives you to come to work each day? You know, I was having this exact conversation with a group yesterday uh, when I was delivering a presentation and I said, let's never forget why we get out of bed, why this is so important, why the work you do is so important. And then people go, oh, but, you know, my work's not really that important. Well, that's an opportunity, isn't it, that we can have during our, our conversations. Again, not just the annual conversation, but regular conversations about how you can bring that importance and, and the link uh, of between your work and how it's important to the organisation. Sometimes people don't feel that, but it, it's definitely the case. So what drives you to come to work each day? Thanks, Patty jumps in and says, what are you doing when you feel most in the flow at work? And I love that when when time is passing, when you think, wow, hasn't the time gone? Um, you are in the flow. You you are really focused on your work. So what is it you're doing that enables that flow state? It's a great, great question. Ignacio, thank you. <laughs> Straight out of um, what makes a great coach, what's your superpower? So, yes, you'll hear Emma. Emma Doyle, uh, our co co-author at Win What Makes a Great Coach, talks a lot about superpowers. So we are talking about 
the and I love the uh, the little visual here. We've got we can be heroes for just one day, David Bowie. Absolutely. Ah, oh, Muriel, lovely to see you. Welcome back. Um, you've asked what's been the most satisfying piece of work you have done, and why has it been so much satisfying? Why has it been so satisfying? It's a fantastic question. Let's reflect back on the la- on the on the past year. What's been most satisfying? Why why was it satisfying to you? And how can we bring more of that? Fantastic question. Thank you. And I do always like that proud question as well. Uh, what what's made you really proud over the past um, period of time that we're talking about? Remembering that most organisations have biannual reviews as well. So over the last six months, last or you maybe they have quarterly reviews over the last three months, whatever that might be. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so people are writing down these questions <laughs> and stealing them. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Marissa. Um, Ian has offered a difficult patch is folks about to retire. So th- this is a great, uh, great, great thought as well. So folks who are retiring, transitioning, thinking about the future and particularly thinking about transitioning as well. Uh, Ian's offered, he'd like to ask, what would you like to bring from your outside life into your work? So, yeah, what what energises you from your outside activities that you might bring into your work? Um, or we can definitely have that transition uh, conversation as well around, well, I'm thinking about things, well, what, what, what would you like to do um, to, to bring, uh, bring your legacy to fruition, you know, over the next period? Or what, what would you like to do or focus on that's going to let you leave on a high? You know, those kind of questions, um, around how do you want to leave with grace and dignity and pride or, or something like that? Um, we've done quite a lot of transition work and it's about, you know, not necessarily leaving on a high, but leaving with that sense of satisfaction um, as well. Uh, Marissa says, on a scale of 1 to 10, you know we love scaling questions. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how motivated are you by your day-to-day work? And depending on the uh, the number that you get back, uh, what needs to change to increase that number? Thank you. That's wonderful. Thanks, everyone, for jumping in. Paula, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm also thinking about, um, I think the retirement group is an interesting one. I also think there's a group of people for whom work isn't their number one priority. So Mm. they go to work and they need to be at work, but it's not, that's not what energizes them. It's maybe outside interest. But I think it's about talking also about, so given that you've got this amount of time at work, what are some of the things that you want to make sure that we are continuing to do to make sure that this is a great experience for you whilst you're here? Or how do we make the best use of your time whilst you're here? What are some of the things that you would love to be doing given the time that you are here? I like those questions a lot because, uh, and I almost, you know, I like I like the way that we might bring that across with, with us Um with a, a encouraging tone, I suppose as well. I, I'm trying to think about a tone that's more encouraging, or uh, rather than kind of rah rah. You know, we're not trying to like rah rah. You know, um, energize people. We're we're really being authentic in our conversations to say what is it that's actually going to uh, 
enable you to feel good about leaving each day, given you're going to spend eight hours or whatever it might be. So what is it that you want to be proud of? What is it that you feel like you'd like to say you've achieved? Um, All of these are really great questions. Um, And as we've talked about, they're not just questions for a a once-off conversation. We've talked about a lot over the last uh, four weeks around how these are can be everyday questions, everyday questions as we start new projects, as we start new weeks, as we start new months, as we start new quarters, and, of course, as we start the uh, the new financial years as well. Thank you. Well, we've had a really quite energising conversation. You know, we love generating questions. There's such an opportunity for coaching in this space. Um, Paula, other thoughts you'd like to leave us with? I can't believe the time has gone. <laughs> I think the one thing here too is that um, it's very rare to find an employee for whom you couldn't talk about strengths in a conversation and we we are very honest about the fact that we're not just, this is, we don't gloss over the fact that some people are not having a great time at work, that some people aren't performing in their role but I think that word performance and I think Ian hit it on the, the head, it it, perhaps it's more about you're not meeting your goals, but if you can replace the word two for weakness, I don't, I don't tend to use the weakness, but I do like the term. What are some areas that we need to get some development in? What are some areas that we need to get improvement in? If you can change that and be asking great questions and getting the person, I mean, the whole premise of coaching is they've got the answers, and chances are they they really do have those answers as to how do we shift from that not necessarily performing at the level that we need but and then move into that performance space, I think the language that we use can help change that, it moving away from weaknesses. How can we leverage your strengths in these areas to improve your performance in those areas? Um, so using that performance, uh, that, that strengths-based approach for everybody, not just for people that we want to um to move from from um, middle of the road to, to high performing. How do we move just performance, the word performance? How do we move your performance into a space where you're having more fun? How do we move your performance into a space where you can be really proud of the work that you're doing? Yeah, I, I really like that. And these are these are conversations that we really want to sit down and have, don't we, really? Um, or offer to the person that we're coaching for them to go away and reflect on and come back and have those conversations as well. Uh, as we talked about, they need to be scheduled, they need to be organised, they need to be prioritised. Um, it's really easy for these conversations to be rescheduled because the, the, the work gets in the way or we get busy as well. So we really want to be focusing on these conversations, uh, not just, um, as you've probably seen, Paula, that tick box, you know, make HR happy, put something in the in these boxes, uh, write something in there, cut and paste. It's, it's really not the approach that we're advocating. Um, and I, I can see all the people on the line. I know that we're talking to the converted, but there's probably a lot of people um, listening to this on the podcast as well that goes, all right, we need to take responsibility for this. As leaders, we want to be the people uh, that people say, you know, they brought out my best, they they drew out my strengths. So, um we also might need to take responsibility to go and speak to our bosses and say, hey, um, maybe it's time to have these conversations 
These are some of the questions I've been reflecting on. So we can take responsibility for our own reviews. Uh, we can be those managers um, that set up those performance reviews for that uplift in performance as well. Well, a very energising conversation to have at the end of the financial year. Uh, oh, sorry, Marissa just jumped in with one more question. What does the term performance mean to you? So let, let's talk about what does it mean to you as well? Thank you. And as I said, a great energising conversation. This completes our series on, on performance conversations. You can check back on our blog and pick up all the conversations we've been having. We're going to take uh, a bit of a break uh, and then we'll be back with a new series. So we're looking forward to sharing that with you. Uh, and do do take some time for yourself. It's a quite a refreshing reflective time I think as well uh, so a, a reflective time for us to think back on our performance over the last six months or 12 months as well again how do we want to continuously improve grow stretch um, as we go along as well thank you Patty so it's been a great series thank you Rebecca as well so just taking a moment also to share with you we know there's a lot of people on the line this uh, new opportunity will really suit um, we are now offering level one accredited coach trainer for you to become a level one accredited coach trainer what does that mean well the programs that you've done that you know and love through open door you can now be accredited to train others in your workplace um, or you might have a side gig or a side hustle where you want to build a business around coach training uh, we're looking at all you alumni on the line uh, we would really love you to join us uh, to to really bring, as they say in Air Force, a force multiplier effect to accredited coach training. So you are more than welcome to talk to us, talk to Paula about this offering. Uh, we want to create an amazing um, alumni of accredited coach trainers, um, you know, delivering the programs that you know and love. So there you go. You can talk to us more about that. Uh, with that in mind, we want to say happy financial year. Yes, throw your cash our way if you've got any um, sitting down behind the couch or in the glove box or leftover learning and development cash you haven't used. You can, uh, or stationary budget, you can throw all of that our way as well. <laughs> as we are doing for other businesses and supporting other businesses as well. Uh, thanks, everyone. It's been great to have you on the line. We look forward to catching up with you at our next Coaching Cafe. And as always, uh, thank you, everyone, for joining in, uh, sharing your ideas with us. And Paula, thank you for joining us as well. Very happy to have been here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Coaching Cafe podcast. You can watch the full video of this podcast on our website. I'll put a link in the show notes. We'll see you at the next Coaching Cafe.